0: Sit down, please. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome, Pastor Mike and Liz. I mean, what's that about? Uh, auditing? <laughs> you probably got the wrong schedule. It's me preaching today, not Daniel. Today, I'm going to share with you a message about God's promise, the promise to restore life, to give hope to the people who are going through a tough time now. The title is called, The Days Are Coming. I've been living in New Zealand for 19 years, and I'm so grateful for the past years. I always say to myself, don't take good things for granted. So many precious things are free in New Zealand but not available in many places in the world. The freedom, the clean air, clean water, and the 23 degree summer. (laughs) It doesn't happen everywhere. In my hometown back in China, it can be 40 degrees in summer. When I was in my high school in the mid 90s, There was no air conditioning in the classroom. And the university entrance exam takes place in July every year. That's summertime in China. For all Chinese students, going to a good university is the only way to secure a better future for yourself, even for your whole family. It's a merit-based admission. The higher the marks uh, you, you school, the better the university you can choose. So all the high school students across China all study very hard for the exam. When I took my exam in the 40 degree summer without air conditioning in a room, I remember my sweats were dripping down my face and all dropped on the exam paper. It doesn't matter I don't have too much to write anyway (laughs) maybe that's the real reason I got sweating (laughs) that's 40 degree okay can you imagine there is a place on our planet the highest temperature can reach 93 degree it is a national park in Southern California of the United States called The Death Valley. Let me show you a photo of Death Valley. As you can see, there is no sign of life in that place. Because the valley is extremely hot and dry. However, something very strange happened in October of 2016. A series of unusual storms dropped a heavy rainfall in the valley. After the rains, the Death Valley was blanketed in millions and millions of wildflowers. Let me show you the other photo. That is the same place. Amazing. The local newspaper called it Super Bloom. They did research on that. The scientists find out that the Death Valley is actually not dead at all. Because under the barren surface, there is a layer of soil where lie the seeds of wildflowers. The hot and dry conditions keep them from rotting as they sheltered beneath the surface. They are waiting for the right moment to sprout. The rains triggered that moment. The park ranger who lives in the Death Valley for 25 years, he said, There are so many seeds out there just waiting to sprout, waiting to grow. I never imagined that so much life could exist here in such staggering abundance and intense beauty. The park ranger expressed a feeling we all have in common. When we see a place like the Death Valley, we cannot imagine super bloom will happen here. In our mind, we don't usually link those two things together. If we are in the circumstances like the Death Valley, it's easy for us to lose hope, to give up. Many people are going through a tough time now. We've seen hardworking people lost their jobs or shutting down their business. Schools lost their overseas students. The graduates could not find a proper job to start their careers. For many new immigrants, your immigration application might get stuck. It makes us all feel like walking in the landscape of Death Valley. I want to encourage you today. The seeds of life underneath the surface are never die. The unbearable heat cannot kill them. The lake of water cannot kill them. The barren soil cannot kill them because they are born to survive and to thrive in that environment. Jesus said to his disciples, in this world you will have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. When God created you and me, He knew the future circumstances we would go through, but He doesn't want to keep us in the comfort zone and overprotect us because we are created in His image. Just like the seeds, they were chosen by the nature laws to fit the tough environment. We are purposefully made and chosen by God to overcome the obstacles to strive through the tough times, to reach our full potential, whatever the circumstances may be. So, when you are in a tough place, expecting a breakthrough, hold on to your faith in Jesus Christ. For the God given opportunity is coming your way. The living water will pour down from heaven for the seeds in your life to sprout, to grow and to bloom. You know, in the biblical history, at the beginning of the 6th century BC, the Babylonians invaded Jerusalem. After an 18-month siege, Jerusalem was conquered. Many people were taken into captivity in Babylon. The holy city was plundered. The temple of God was destroyed. Nothing left but ruins and rubbles. A vibrant city turned into a death valley. When the situation of Jerusalem could not be any darker, God commanded Jeremiah to write down the following prophecy to encourage the exiled Jewish people. In the Book of Jeremiah chapter 30 verses 2 and 3. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Write in the book all the words I have spoken to you. The days are coming, declares the Lord. When I will bring my people Israel and Judah back from captivity and restore them to the land I gave their ancestors to possess, says the Lord. Jeremiah spent 40 years of his life delivering God's message to the Israelites. He was condemning their false worship and the social injustice. He was calling them to repent before it was too late. But nobody listened. Actually, in the past 300 years, before the destruction of Jerusalem, God had sent several prophets to say the same thing again and again. Nobody listened 300 years. Nobody listened until they lost everything they had. However, even they were so disobedient, they were so disappointing, but God still gave them hope. God promised Jerusalem will never remain a desolate city. I will rebuild it. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 18, this is what the Lord says. I will restore the fortunes of Jacob's kings and have compassion on his dwellings. The city will be on her ruins and the palace will stand in its proper place. We all make mistakes. We feel bad when we messed up as long as we turn from our ways to God's way, God will always, always give us a chance to renew our lives. You see the scripture here. God never asked the Israelites to abandon Jerusalem just because it had turned into ruins and rubbles. For Jeremiah, giving up was never an option. For me, he made a very strong statement here. Yes, we have failed God. We are defeated by our enemies. We are disgraced. But we will never abandon the promised land. We will come back to rebuild the city on its ruin. Because the promise of our God will never fail. So if you believe the days are coming, if you want to witness how God fulfills His promise in your life, whatever the circumstances may be, you must say to yourself every day, I will never give up. The first point I'm sharing with you now is never give up. Our society worships speed. We want everything to be fast and easy. If the thing I'm working on now doesn't show me the result I expected instantly, I will just move on. I love reading, but I used to hate the electronic books. Because no matter how many electronic books I read, my bookshelves are still empty. And I got nothing to show off when somebody visits me. But now, I love the electronic books because it's quick and easy. If I order a real book online, it would take probably from five days to a few weeks for delivery. Too slow. I want my book as soon as my fingertip touch the screen, just like a vending machine. That's how quick I want it. I'm a very busy man. So I don't have time to wait. I usually don't have time to read the book straight away after I download it. So I probably will leave the book there for five days to a few weeks until I got time. But the point is, it doesn't matter when I will read the book. I just want it now. That's my problem. So when the world is promoting quick success, instant result, and easy money, the Bible is teaching us perseverance. Perseverance. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 36, You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Persevere, and then you will receive what he has promised. Perseverance means never give up, even in times of extreme difficulty. To never give up is to look on the failure in the eye and say, I will not settle until I win. That's the attitude we should have, because great things happen to those who don't stop believing and never give up. The exile Israelites have been waiting for 70 years for the opportunity for them to go home to rebuild the city. When they finally started the building project, they went through all kinds of difficulties. The opposition from the enemies, a suspension ordered by the king, if they give up at any point in time, they will never, never restore their lives. They will never bring rejoicing back in their houses. And they will never witness how God fulfilled his promise. So when things get tough, when you get knocked down, get back up. Remember the promise of God. Reflect the words of God. And then keep going. We keep going. We keep going with a mindset that giving up is never an option for me. My next point is get yourself prepared. Take actions to get ourselves prepared. When God promised, the days are coming, it will come for sure. But keep in mind, opportunities always come with new challenges. Opportunities always come with new challenges. If you are looking forward to a job promotion, launching a new business, or any opportunity to push yourself to the to next level, you have to get yourself prepared for the next level of competition and challenges. Are you ready for that? Will you be competent and confident to handle that? When the Israelites went home after 70 years captivity, they need a great number of workers, builders, talents, and professionals to rebuild the city. It was not only a building project, but also an enormous project to rebuild the whole economy and restore a Jewish society. We we all know how difficult, how hard, how slow it is to repair the Sky City Convention Center after the fire. Now, we are talking about a project on a way bigger scale. Waste the technology of 2,500 years ago and under the attacks of enemies. So the challenges, the complicity, and the difficulties were way beyond our imagination. What if when the days finally came, the new generation say, sorry God, what's that? We are not ready for that. We have no idea what to do. A lifetime opportunity missed. Thank God they didn't miss. They didn't miss because they listened and they believed what the prophet said. So for 70 years, even under the hardship of captivity, they never gave up. For 70 years, they kept pushing themselves and stay prepared for the days God had promised. My understanding of stay prepared means be proactive more than just be reactive. Because if we are responding to the opportunity when everyone can see that, it's already too late. It will pass you and be captured by someone who are ready for that before us. So if you truly believe the days are coming, if you're truly looking forward to the opportunity to change your life, please get yourself prepared for that before you can see it. Take actions. Let's take actions to improve ourselves, to upscale ourselves, to transform ourselves physically, mentally, and spiritually. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one, it says, "There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens." God gave us time of waiting for reasons. Since the days are coming as promised, God wants us to stay prepared. God wants us to spend time to do the right things. So when the days comes, we are able to seize it, capture it, and we are able to turn our dreams into reality. I believe some of you probably have heard about the Cultural Revolution in China from 1966 to 1976. The 10 years Cultural Revolution forced a shutdown uh, of educational system, all the schools, hundreds of million, hundreds of thousands of schools were shut down, including the universities because all the students were mobilized to take part in the political movement. A total of one hundred and sixty million students were impacted, including my mom, she was one of them and the uh, University entrance exam I mentioned at the beginning of this sermon was suspended during those years. So finally, after the end of the Cultural Revolution in 1976, China reopened the schools and reintroduced an entrance exam for the students. So on the first exam day of 1977, nearly six million people took part in the exam. And many of them were the original high school graduates when the Cultural revolution started in 1966. So for those people, for that generation, finally they could sit in the classroom to do the exam they've been waiting for 11 years. Only 5% of the six million passed the exam. That makes perfect sense. After 10 years of chaos, only 5% are qualified. That was the lowest admission rate in China's history. So those 5% top students, we call them the class of 77. They went on to become the backbone of China's economy transformation for the next four decades. Some of them became my professors when I studied at the university in China. I remember one of my professors shared with us his experience during those years. What I learned from this man is I found out the reason he could become one of the top 5% was not because he was so lucky, he was so clever, He was smarter than anyone else, no. The real reason was that when most of the people allowed themselves to drift with the current and give up on their dreams, this man, he was still holding on to hope. Even the chance was so slim. Even nobody knew when the dark years will end, even all the textbooks were banned by the government, but he was still doing the right things to study, to memorize, to stay prepared for the day he believed it would come. The worship team, please come up. So when I look at my professor, I say to myself, wow if this man, he didn't give up, even in the darkest time of modern Chinese history. I, as a believer, as a person who believes in God's promise, I have no reason to complain about my circumstances. I have no excuse to spend time on meaningless things. I have no excuse to miss the opportunities when they come along. So brothers and sisters, whatever the circumstances may be, you can get through it. And you will get through it. I don't know when the rain will fall again in the Death Valley. But I know one thing for sure. All the seeds beneath the surface, they are ready now. It doesn't matter what the circumstance now in Death Valley, the seeds, they are never die. And they are ready to grow, to sprout, and to bloom. Once the rain falls, So let me ask you a question. Are you ready? Are you ready when God moves your life? Will you be confident and competent to seize the opportunity when it comes? Will you be the top 5% when the days God had promised comes? So please, hold on to our faith in Jesus Christ. We never give up. And we always, always do the right things to get ourselves prepared. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your promise. And thank you for the faith you have given us. Lord, I pray for all the people here today. Lord, we are in different circumstances of life. But Lord, you will strengthen us. You will empower us so we can get through it. We not just survive, we will thrive in the situation, my Lord. And we will know your promise never fails. The days are coming. And Lord, help us to stay prepared. Stay prepared. Reveal your plan to us. Help us to understand what is the right things we must do now in order to seize the opportunity, in order, Lord, to make a difference when your promise fulfilled. Thank you, Lord. Amen.